With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, deep breaths. You got this? Are you nervous, bro? All right, hold on, wait. All right, all right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. What's up, YouTube? Oh, I fucked up. Yo, what up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low. We back with another episode of the All Top Podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Agent Zero. Say what's up, man. Yo, you don't respect these guys, man. Because you start calling them by their name if you respected them, man. You keep calling them YouTube. Too many times, Low. Come on, bro. You got to convert, my guy. I've, I literally gotta, did that. I literally did that on purpose, but you, you got it. I guess you... That, you that didn't, joke, though, Low. But it's joke, all you can that own joke, it. That joke went over your head, I, I see. But what's... Say oh, what's up. It was... It was such a good joke. It went over my head, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, it went over your head. It went over your head. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm feeling good. Evo 2018 just wrapped up. Bro, I just sat watching fighting games for like the last, literally the whole weekend, actually. And uh, that's, I wish I could tell you I've been doing more than that. That's really all I've been doing. And I got to go to New York in like tomorrow. So, yay. Yay for me. Let's get into the pocket. Look, there's been a lot of controversy in the drama, man. <sighs> All right, go ahead, Lowe. This, this is your podcast, right? This is your... I was about to say, what do you... I mean, it has, has yeah. been a lot of controversy. Has it? Has yeah, been man. Anything? Yeah, did you catch the Trump stuff? I mean, I, I guess, I guess. I really hate talking about stupid stuff like this, but... Yeah, man, Um, Trump decided to try, chime in into the conversation about LeBron James and what he's doing in the uh, community. I guess it was more so in, in response to what LeBron said about Trump or... The question that Don Lemon, who was interviewing LeBron throughout his whole display of what he was doing with the um, public school in, in Akron, a question kind of just arise through the interview about, you know, LeBron's thoughts on the country and and Donald Trump. And then LeBron pretty I mean, he was he's pretty clear on how he felt about um, how he felt about Trump. But he's been pretty clear about Trump and his infinity form over the past several years now so that's not really anything new um but you know trump made some comments about how you know lebron you know i guess wasn't smart did he he use the word stupid i I don't know i don't know if he used dumb stupid but definitely was questioning his intelligence and then basically said that oh no no he, he no this is what he said he said don lemon Every anybody any question that Don Lemon ask of his interviewer or interviewee, I guess, makes the interviewee look intelligent. So basically, insulting Don Lemon as well in the in the comment, which nobody really cared about, but putting into question LeBron's intelligence. I really don't care about this, as I'm pretty sure everybody kind of. How could you not care, man? I thought it was very interesting, dude. No, no, I I don't, I don't. But what do you? How do you you have a? You have a pretty strong feeling about this. So what do you think? It's not that it's a strong feeling. It's just he's publicly supported LeBron multiple times. I'm sure you've seen the tweets of him like defending LeBron or backing him up or congratulating him when he won those championships with the Heat. I just find it weird that like it's like here's let me think of an analogy, though. 
It's like if I was telling everybody I'm cool with you. Congratulations, Lo, on hitting 100,000 subscribers. Hey, Lo, Lo is such a great YouTuber. He makes all these great videos. And then you say something critical about me. And it's true. It's not like I just made it up. But I got offended and I was like, man, Lo is really, really he ain't shit. He really, he's, he ain't really worth shit, man. Lowe's videos ain't much anyway, bro. The guy's not smart. He has no critical commentary. I don't even know why people watch him. It was that kind of switch up. I just thought it was interesting he was willing to just go 3 180 the second he realized LeBron didn't feel the same way about him. And how could you? I mean, all the stuff he's been doing is, is kind of crazy. But I, I don't even know how you can attempt to smear LeBron. LeBron has never had one controversy, Lowe, aside from, like, the hairline stuff. And that's not even, like, a real con. That's just, like, a meme people made about him for, like, four years before they're like, all right, this is tired. Let's move on to the next one. I don't know how you could ever call that that guy who's done so much. I, I gained so much respect for LeBron over this because how you call that guy not smart? You're basically calling him stupid, unintelligent. And you're saying that the interviewer was so bad he made LeBron look smart. How could you say that about the guy after all he's done? True, like, true. Th- does he not understand how much support LeBron has? Not even from... There, there is LeBron haters that are supporting LeBron. Because it's like, how could... If we just put basketball aside for a second, you can't attack the guy's character. He hasn't done anything. But uh, a lot of, like, a lot, a lot of athletes can always come to LeBron's defense anytime. Even in the past when Trump has made comments against LeBron. Which, like, is reassuring. It's like everybody's willing to work together. Everybody... They're all friends, really, behind the scenes, even though they play for different teams. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. I don't know how you didn't think it was interesting. I was trying to keep up with all the, can we call it drama, that was happening on Twitter. I don't know. To me, it's just not interesting because it's like, eh, who really cares? I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, <laughs> a ba- it's, just a, it's just a back and forth with two people that don't, it's not really a back and forth. It's just that Trump is making comments I really don't care that much because you know that's just i mean that's just trump you, and that's just how it goes do you but, find you know. it interesting how at the end of the tweet he he said he made a point that he liked michael jordan like he's not like mike he was basically saying like mike's a smart guy lebron not so much and then michael i, I don't michael came out and said or someone who's representing him claimed, said that michael said that he he supports um he supports LeBron and all this stuff. I mean, I don't know. To me, it just wasn't interesting because it's like I, re- I really don't care. I mean, LeBron is doing something. I, to me, uh, this is this is the reason why I didn't really want to talk. Bro, you about might it. be the only person on Twitter who didn't care, man. That's why. Because I, I definitely didn't tweet about it either. To I me, I saw Krasemba tweet about it about the Jordan part specifically. Yeah, Mike Krasemba was saying, "Why hasn't Jordan just come out and say it? Why is he getting a spokesperson to speak for him, especially because his name is currently being dragged into the conversation?" There's a, but there's being, a, I, from my understanding, there's a lot of things that as an owner, Jordan can't just come out and say. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, but keep going. I mean, cause remember, like, Magic, Magic got, Magic got fined for saying that Giannis is a good player. You know what I'm saying? Like, as no, an owner. No, that's one thing. I know, that's but very I, I don't know. Long. All I'm saying is that I, as, if I'm Jordan, I'm very hyper, hyper aware of like what I can and can't say. And it may just be, I don't know, it may just be against the rules or you don't want to come across as something that you said that may hurt your franchise. I don't know. But I mean, I don't, people are just putting, again, I just think people are putting way too much into it because again, what LeBron is doing is, is bigger than Trump. It's bigger than himself. It's bigger than this ridiculous, stupid argument between who does more charity work between LeBron and MJ. Like the, the, the conversations that people are having 
are completely missing the, the bigger picture here, which is LeBron is affecting a community of people that will go beyond just any conversation about LeBron and MJ or even just basketball or beyond LeBron and his life. So that's, that's the reason why all these dumbass arguments and conversations, I just, I don't, I don't really care about it. I'm just, I'm more concerned and more interested in trying to figure out how exactly this is going to Im- impact the, the uh, community, you know, and how they're willing to organize this and what's going to fall in plan, not just this year, but for the upcoming years and, and things of that nature. I just want to see if it, if it works or not and see if it's, um, if, it, if anybody else can duplicate it and you don't have to have a, a significant backing like LeBron has in, in Akron. So that's, that's really what I'm way more concerned about than just what I don't Trump think they're missing the Twitter. point, though. I think there's just it's an extension of the same conversation. It's not like no, it's not. So busy it's, it's, not a, it's not an extension. Work. No, nobody who does charity work has has any conversation about who does more charity work between person A and person B. Nobody does. But it's it. not a. Nobody it's not about that. who does more charity work. It's I think a lot of people's criticism wasn't like, oh, you got to do more because really it's their money. They could do whatever they want with it. Literally, it's just, that's literally what Mike Zimmer said on Twitter. And it's not really a Mike Zimmer thing. He literally said, you have to do more, Michael Jordan. That's literally what he said. It depends how much you value social responsibility. If you're a person, I mean, to the same extent, like it depends on how you look at life because some people look at businesses and they think like, Yo, these guys have to do a better job of caring for the environment. And then some people are like, who cares? It's their business. Let them run it the way they want to. But it's like, to a certain extent, you do have to have some social responsibility when you're given a platform like that. Because you have to recognize that you have a lot of influence. It doesn't matter how old you are or when you retire. If you're a legendary player the way Jordan and LeBron were, you have influence. And then when you say something, or maybe even sometimes when you don't say something, that still makes an impact to the people that you to the people that you're influential too. And so I think that's, I don't necessarily agree with Mike Krizemba. And I didn't see that tweet where he said that, but I, there's some merit to it, man. It's not like it's completely unfounded. I just, I think, I just think that the people who are impacted by MJ are not on Twitter. So I don't think he feels the, I don't think he deems it necessary to go on Twitter <laughs> and say, I agree with him. I agree with LeBron. I mean, it doesn't have to happen on Twitter, but and it, it and can again, happen anywhere. Well, I mean, that's if I'm not mistaken, that's where the quote came from. The quote came from Twitter. If I'm not mistaken, well, I think that's 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 where the quote. I could be mistaken because again, I wasn't following this that closely. But if I'm not mistaken, no, but it's like he could have said from. nothing, but he chose to say something through a spokesperson, which was the weird part for a lot of people. It's like if you just either own the thing or just like just do what you've been doing and don't say nothing. But again, I, I I'm think, not I'm not I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but I, I'm. If I'm Jordan, I just saw Magic get fined for saying that Giannis, a player who's not even on the market, who's not even going to be a free agent anytime soon, and all he said was, "Oh yeah, Giannis is a he's a really good player," and he got fined for that. So why? why did, trust me, there's once you have a lot of money, and I don't know what Michael Jordan money feels like, but they're not really worried about those fines, man. They. That's that's not what's going to deter them from taking action. That is not ma- magic. Will not stop trying to poach players from other teams on the DL just because he got that little fine. That's not what's going to affect these guys. They made too I mean, much money, especially it may not, Jordan. I mean, on a DL, yeah, you're, you're right. But like in public, no. Like you, you this is a level of it's just a level of credibility and professional professionalism that you have to have 
in public and like you just it's just against the rules like i don't know what to tell people it's just against the rules you can definitely say jordan could have just taken one for the team and put the money up himself because he makes that much money to just you know allow you know five hundred thousand dollars to just go but that's five hundred thousand dollars that's that's now allocated amongst other teams which gives other teams advantages like i don't i don't know how you i, I would cut it or slice it i mean it's just that's just how it is but but that that also i don't know how you're making the comparison between that and uh, making a comment about something that's completely outside of basketball because those rules are put in place to protect teams from being like from poaching the other like that's why you have to give permission for one of your staff members to have an interview with another team because technically it's against the rules unless your team gives consent for it to happen because you're under contract. Well, and it so, could it could be it could be that other players in the league are saying like, oh wow, MJ is now being vocal. I want to now look at what MJ is doing and. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other things about it, but I mean, I've seen, I've seen owners and general managers who've gone on interviews and done podcasts. And as soon as a player's names get brought up and it's just it's like a podcast, it can just be a regular podcast. They will literally say no comment or they'll say next question or they won't even say anything at all. I've literally seen that multiple times, multiple times. No, I still don't get the connection, but all right, man, that's you low. Again, I just, I just didn't care about it. Um, but you know what I do care about? What'd you care about? This man, Blake Griffin, might not be a top 10 player in the Eastern Conference. So look, I'm, I'm doing a poll right now. He might not even be a top 15 player in the East, which to me is, that's, I don't know, maybe. Nah, I'm, I'm he crazy. is though. He's at least 15, dude. I, I, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I, we're at 10 right now, which to me. What's the list? Is, uh, Kawhi, Giannis, Kyrie, Embiid, Oladipo, John Wall, Simmons, Porzingis, Hayward, and then Kemba at 10. Right I would have put Hayward in there until we see him play again, but that's just me. Impli- and I, I, would, I, I, I would make an argument Blake is better than Kemba, but that's just me too. Implying that he's going to be back, okay? But the, this isn't done yet. The voting still isn't done yet. So Kemba will be at 10 out of the rest of the players that we're voting is Kemba, Blake, Kevin Love, and Kyle Lowry. After Kemba, Kevin Love has the most votes. And then after Kevin Love is Blake Griffin. This they voted list, Kemba over Kyle Lowry, dude? This list, I'm just telling you what the people have, bro. This is all I'm telling you. This list still does not have Andre Drummond, which I've had multiple people tell me that he's better than um <laughs> Dion, no. uh, um, then Blake. I'm just, again, I'm just telling you what, what the, I know, I'm saying. just telling you no to whoever, whoever those people are. And so, are, yeah. but, but at, at, at bare minimum, it seems like he isn't a top 10 player. And so the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because, team? uh, I, I mean, I guess it's a conversation as well, but, uh, over the last like two or three days, somebody on, from ESPN, put up like their standards and people wanted me to react to it and stuff like that. And I said, I might as well just wait for the podcast and stuff like that. So people wanted me to react to, you know, what do you feel about the, um, the standings that people are projecting for the upcoming season in the, um, standings. They had the Pistons with the eighth overall, not eighth, eighth overall, the eighth seed in the East. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And Ben Wallace retweeted that. Are you telling me, and I just, I have to be clear here. If we're saying that they're going to be the eighth seed, there's no way Blake Griffin can be a top. 
I mean, I, he legit could be a top 10 player in the East. I don't think that he could be top 15. If, if they do not, if they make the eighth seed. I don't like that argument. In my opinion, but in my opinion, I think the eighth seed will be a losing team. That, that could be a team with a losing record. Now, personally, I think that they should have a higher seeding. I honestly believe, I think that Blake Griffin, a full season with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and hopefully, um, Reggie Jackson healthy should be better than eighth. But looking at what exactly could happen, is eighth really that crazy? I don't know. I guess it depends on how things play out with all the new changes. But if you're going to put Kemba on 10, then you can't turn around and be like, Blake can't be 10 because if he's leading his team and they only hit eighth, if Kemba's not even in the playoff mix. Well, well, like, let's let's be clear as well. Kemba doesn't have a player such as Andre Drummond on his, on his team, nor does he I have... I mean, he had Al Jefferson for a while. And they make the playoffs when he had Al, Al Jefferson. I get that, but I don't think anybody was making arguments that he was better than Blake at the time. I get that Blake went through a lot of injuries, but there were moments like three or four years ago where he was number one and two in the MVP race because of how well he was playing. And every time he was playing that well, and keep in mind, he's still not a good defender by any stretch, but offensively speaking, he was so talented. And you can make the argument as well that he's gotten older and it's not going to be the same, or this is not the same without Chris Paul, or maybe that Detroit uh their offense runs different, whatever the case is. I, you're, you're beginning to stretch really thin if you think that he doesn't at least squeeze in at 10, if not 9. And I think you can make a better argument for Love and Lowry than you do for Kemba. So whoever's voting on that poll is just tripping. <laughs> That's just me. Maybe I'm weird like that. All I'm saying is the, the jump. First of all, let me let me be clear as well. I don't think that he's that low, nor do I think that the Pistons are going to be the eighth seeded team in the East. I think that if you, if you look at everything that's, you know, that that's going on in the Eastern conference, there's a good possibility that it could be six. Um, and, and I mean, depending on injuries and stuff like that, I, I feel like six could possibly be where they, they kind of rank off. And if Blake and Blake and uh, Drummond play way better, or they're a better mesh than, you know, many of us may have assumed they could be higher than that as well. So I don't, I don't think it's that. Cra- I think it's crazy that they're eighth to project them eighth, especially now that the Cavaliers are more than likely going to fall off. The um, I don't necessarily know how Toronto is going to shape up, especially if they don't keep um, what's the Kawhi Leonard for the entire season. I, I mean, and I don't think the Indiana Pacers will be able to duplicate the type of success they had last year either. I think that may have been just a one one year. Are you thing. serious? Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I shouldn't uh, I should I, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't count on <laughs> count on my man Vic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm he's like, not your man's no I'm more, like, bro. I'm he like, cut nah, you off. I don't I don't know if, if Vic is able to, you know, lead that team the same way he did. But I, I think that might have just been a one year thing though. It's not just him though. I mean if the playoffs proved anything, is that the rest of the team steps up from game to game. Whether it's Turner or Bogdanovich, like why? Well, I, I, I haven't that. seen that much from your guy Turner. Remember, you said Turner better than KP. Remember, you said ah, that? he's he's my guy now. You okay. said that Turner was better than KP. No, I said that. I, I there's a good chance. No, 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 no. That's not what you said. You said that. Turner, that's what I said. You, no. You're not gonna twist my words right now, Lo. Don't try me, man. But that's besides the point of what we were talking. I don't. I don't. 
Yo, they also have a pretty big trade exception this series. So after that Blake trade, I'd be surprised if they didn't use it and make some move. I can't imagine they're going to actually stick with that lineup. I don't think it makes any sense. I think they have a lot of non-shooters on the team. I think they lack cohesiveness on paper. Who knows if it'll be different just playing. I assume at some point, Blake's going to have to develop that three-point shot the way Bosch did. Because right now, he could sometimes shoot it, but he's no—he's most definitely not somebody I'd go out of my way to close out. I leave him open there sometimes. That, that might be a part of my defensive strategy, actually. So, I don't know how to feel about Detroit, to be honest. I think in terms of their management, they just always make bad decisions. But I'm hoping they could turn it around and the team they have, although it doesn't look pretty on paper, they should be able to do better than the 8th seed. And if they honestly, if the 8th seed is their expectations, then that, that, should, that should almost be depressing. That should be sad if you're a Detroit fan. Because when you made that Blake trade, it was supposed to be a big move just to get talent on your team to move your team up. And they still didn't even make a push last year for the playoffs. And they were losing plenty of games late. And it just looked pathetic. Like, they didn't even want to be there. So, that's, I mean, that's, it just goes without saying. It's, it's crazy that in the West, Denver was kicked out by the Timberwolves. And then we have teams in the East just barely fucking over 500 making the playoffs. It's pathetic. We'll, we'll, we'll get to they Denver. Said, we'll get to Denver in a second. Because that, that projection on Denver was kind of crazy, too. But, yeah, I, I, I agree that I think that the East, the East, I'll say this about the East. The East is actually better than I think a lot of people are giving a credit for like I think the East has like mm. three possibly four really good teams and if it was if we were to make fourth if we were um Pacers I want to say the Wizards to be honest with you oh actually yeah with Dwight I, I, they yeah. might be I, I would say a the lot Wizards. of people aren't talking yeah. about that okay I I would say that if we were to look at all the teams and we were like lay out all the teams I think it's obviously the Warriors and then the Rockets right. But then yeah. I think that if we're being optimistic about the Raptors and Kawhi's thing there, I think that after the Warriors and the Rockets, I think the three next teams would be, or projected to be at least, the Raptors, Celtics, and Sixers. Like I think those three teams are better than any other of the other any of the other five playoff teams in the Western Conference. I mean, um, seven. I don't know. I'm bugging. Six playoff teams in the um in the Western Conference outside of obviously the Warriors and Rockets. So that, that streak that the Sixers went on to end the season, what was it, like 15 or 16 games, something like that? You think that was luck? You think that was they, a they bad had, schedule? They, had, they, had the, they, had, they literally had the easiest schedule at the end of the season. Even then, though, it's... It was impressive. To not drop it, it, any... It was impressive, but it was the easiest schedule in the... Because in, part, in part of me is thinking, low that the 76ers, a lot of people have Boston, and we don't know when Kawhi comes back, so the Raptors are a question mark, but then the 76ers... I don't know what the situation is going to be like with Kyrie back and how it's going to take some time to adjust. I'm sure there's going to be some chemistry issues because now there's three pretty good point guards on that team. They just re-signed Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier, of course, is still on the team. On top of all, like they, they have so much depth it might be an issue the way that the Suns had a lot of depth and they ran those three point guards. So I honestly, and it's not that crazy to think that the 76ers might, just in terms of the regular season, have a better record at the end. And they still have to, Celtics still have to incorporate Hayward back. I don't know what they're going to do with him. It's going to take a while. And I know Brad Stevens is a great coach, but if we're just talking about season standings, a lot of people, I think everybody, unless you're a 76ers fan, is assuming the Celtics will be at the top, right? Yeah. Uh, except in that ranking, I think they had the Raptors at the top, uh, that ESPN one, if I'm not mistaken. 
which like caught me off guard. Yeah, That's weird, and, by and, the way, uh, for me to. Matter of fact, let me let me. I'll just say the rankings real quick. Yeah. Uh, the ESPN ranking. Um, I think it was like Ke- Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Pelton. I guess the NBA insider. So is it one guy or is it like a group of people? No, it's just it's one guy. It's the NBA insider Kevin Pelton. I don't know who okay. the hell that is, but all right. He I've had, never heard it, of him either. <laughs> it had, they had the Raptors. Oh, he had the Raptors number one. Celtics two, three seventy sixers, and the, uh, to me after this is kind of up in the air. But four Pacers, which is pretty high. Five b- Bucks, uh, six Miami, seven what? Wizards. Yep, seven Wizards. And eight Pistons. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. In my opinion, the two teams that were kind of disrespected were the Pistons and the Wizards. I think the the Wizards, if they're healthy, with Brad Beal, John Wall, Otto Porter, and then they add Dwight. They literally got better at arguably their worst position. Not, not yeah. even argue. Not even argue. It's, it's their worst. It's their worst yeah. position. I don't know why I'm saying argue. Uh-huh. They got better okay. at their, their worst position, and I don't know how people think they're going to finish seventh. A huge reason why they, they finished so low is because John Wall was injured. Was Not injured. to say that that can't happen, but, I mean, that's that's a big reason why that happened. And then, um, so because of that, I think they could actually finish fourth, to be honest with you. I think that team has enough talent. Now, if they, and again, this is just, if we're going off of this seeding, if the Wizards finish seventh, and I said this on Twitter as well, and I'll say it again, if the Wizards finish seventh, I'm going to have to jump off to the John Wall bandwagon. I'm just going to have to because I, I, I think that John Wall, he has more than enough talent around him to not get knocked out in the first round, nor should he finish with like, nor should he be leading that team to only a seventh seed, especially if Victor Oladipo can do more. When were you on a John Wall bandwagon? Dude? I literally, I've never la- heard like, you la- him up. last year, I literally made a video highlighting and celebrating John Wall and saying he's one of the more underrated players in the NBA. And I, and I like I like the way he man, was it last year or was it the year before that ba- basically it might have been the year it was it been, the same time you made that Dame video no 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 it wasn't it, okay. it may I don't know it's been but I, I definitely made a video highlighting and celebrating John Wall and I like John Wall I think he's a he's a really solid player um he has holes in this game and I think that those holes should be filled in this season because I don't think that John Wall. And and some of this definitely has to do with um, what's what's my man name that's um coaching, the guy who's coaching. Scott? Yes, um, Scott, Scott Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, Scotty 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 B got it. He got to change that up a little bit. So that that offense is too predictable. I, I'm just not a fan of point guards handling the ball anymore, uh, at least to the extent that John Wall does from time to time. Bradley Beal, he's a, he's a good enough playmaker in my opinion. He can handle the ball. He can orchestrate the offense, kind of mix things up a little bit here and there. Even if it means that John Wall and his assist numbers may take a hit, you gotta you gotta shake it up a little bit. And then you add on top of the fact that Bradley Beal has been progressing as a player, Otto Porter has been progressing as a player as well. And again, like we said it before, they they upgraded their worst spot, you know, with the center position. I don't know. That team to me should be higher than seven. That team should be higher than seven. The Pistons should be higher than eight. I love Miami. I even people think I hate Miami. I actually I, I like Miami, but they should be high. They should be lower than six. I don't think so because last year Miami had so much injuries. I think that's part of the reason why they didn't do better. Even though they don't on paper look like they have a lot of talent, that team works really well together on the floor. Uh, and I think that Detroit is actually fine. They're at eighth, even though they should be aiming for better. I just think the only mistake they made in that top eight was Wizards got to be higher. Yeah. Like, you cannot put the Bucks. I would put the Bucks below both the Heat 
and the Wizards. Okay, so because they haven't proven anything, you're just assuming Giannis is going to get so much better that he's just going to carry the team. Because you saw one photo of how large his fucking shoulder looked. Oh my god! Come on, no, man. I think Come I think, on, I think we've we've seen Giannis over the past couple of years improve. That's that's the reason why. But, but I don't think it's him. I don't think he's was holding the team back. Of course he has to improve, and of course they got Chris Middleton. But not only did they lose Jabari, but they didn't make any noticeable improvements. Are we just relying on progression? Is that why they're rated so high, or is everybody just so excited for Giannis? Yeah, because that that's the only possible reason to rank them that high. I, I agree. So let me. So as you say that, I think you're, you're basically saying that the Bucks. The Bucks should be sixth or seventh. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah, definitely. If you're saying that over or under the Bucks winning forty five games. Uh because if, if that's they, they should be able to do like forty six, forty seven. Okay, so so that that's the point. That's really the point I want to bring home. And going back to my initial point here. If we're saying that the Bucks are winning forty six to forty seven games, and you just sat there and said they're gonna be the seventh seed. That means that it could be six fifty-one teams in the East. That's what they, that's what I, that's what that's the conclusion that you just came up with. Not necessarily. That could just mean there's a wild range, and there's going to be some huge losers in the Eastern Conference that just rack up a lot of L's, right? And so the but balance. What that, but that shouldn't have to. But that shouldn't. That, that has nothing to do with. I mean, it's, it's someone has something to do with the playoff picture. I just feel like there's going to be more. 50 or 45 win teams in the East than there could be in the West actually this year. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that one is necessarily better than the other, but I just think that the East is, I think if you step back and you look at who's in the East and the teams that are in the East, I know that like over the last year and a half, people have constantly like kind of made fun of the fact that like all of the stars have left the, um, the East and gone to the West at this point. But if we take a step back, I mean, the Raptors, they now have Kawhi. Who knows what's going to happen to that? But they still have Kawhi. They still have Kyle Lowry. Um, and depending on what version of Serge Ibaka you get, Serge Ibaka could be a solid contributor. Nah, you he's, get, he's mad. No, nah, okay. You got you still Boston with Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, uh, up-and-coming Jason Tatum, Al Horford. And then from night to night, you have some other solid but players. But those aren't new players, though. They're not, the they're, they're, not they new, they're not new players, but these are players that people are constantly overlooking in this conversation. The Sixers have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Dario Saric. The Pacers have Victor Oladipo. I, I, this is the reason why I, I just I, I can see them winning games, but I don't know how far they're going to go. And then you have the Bucks with Giannis. Hopefully, Chris Pendleton shows up, and the Wizards with Brad Bill, John Wall, and, and Otto Porter. I think like those are enough teams right there where you could see five to six teams with like 45, 47 wins in a, in a season. And that's kind of part of the reason why I think that the Heat may not be that great. I understand what you're saying. The injuries have definitely plagued them, which is unfortunate. And it's always kind of hard to kind of project how good they're going to be. But they have struggled even with some of those players being there. Uh, it's interesting what the Heat are going to do moving forward because they're kind of just in that position that, that you were kind of referring to a few pods ago where um you're just making a playoffs and you're not really doing any progression. And they kind of are stuck with that Hassan Whiteside contract. But I, I'm saying all that to say that, yeah, I think the East is better than I think a lot of people believe. I don't I, I guess there might be a lot of people underrating it or memeing it. But I think that people recognize that there are solid teams. It's just that when you look at the concentration of talent on top teams in the West, it's even difficult just to look at the East and consider it as any sort of real competition, knowing that. If you're the first, second, or third seed and you make it out the West, 
you're destroying whichever team makes it out the East. And I don't even think it's going to be close. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, but Boston's going to make the finals this year. Even if they do, they're getting swept by the Warriors. I think that they might win one game against the Rockets. I don't know how that team's going to look with Carmelo, so I'm kind of a little bit reserved on that. And I, I, I take a lot of teams in the West over the best team to make it out the East. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about a lot. I don't know about a lot. Maybe two, two, possibly three, but I don't know about a lot. A lot is that's a that's a jump. I don't know about a lot. You you boosting right there. You, I know. I would take. I yeah. I'm sorry. Are you gonna think I'm joking? Low. I take Utah or whatever team wins in the. Okay, East. so that that's that was the other kind of thing with the the West. Shout out to Kevin Pelton, bro, because you know how to. You know how to clickbait. So in the in the West, we got the Warriors with their number one seed, which I don't I don't think they're going to get the number one seed. I think it's going to be the Rockets again because I don't think the Warriors really give a damn about seeding anymore. But the War- I don't think the Rockets do neither. But no, I, I think the Rockets care as long as it's above the Warriors. I think the Rockets need home court advantage for them to like. They need every advantage they can get. For but the the, I think they would rather rest their players and be fresh the way the Warriors were going into the playoffs. Then get the first seed, but that's not that's opinion, not the Dan Tony system though. We, I mean, we know it's not. Yeah, at we, all, yeah, we but, know we know that's not a Dan Tony yeah. system. But the yeah. Warriors number one. Then we have the Utah Jazz with the second seed, which is a, a little you know. But we'll we'll talk about what. It. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, the Utah dude. the Utah Jazz with the second team. <laughs> okay. The third seed were the Houston Rockets. Here's another huge jump. The Denver Nuggets with the fourth seed. What this guy's doing drugs, man. <laughs> The fifth seed, <laughs> the fifth seed, the Timberwolves. Sixth seed is okay. The, no, no, no. We could, we could, we agree that that one is immediately wrong. Wait, what changed? Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Can I finish? Okay, go ahead. The finish Oklahoma me. City Thunder with the sixth seed, the Pelicans Jesus. with the seventh, and the Portland Trailblazers with the eighth. Which, as a side note for people out there who, who, who are who are listening, that means that the Lakers and the San Antonio Spurs. Will not make the playoffs this upcoming season due to this, these, these projections right here. So you want to start with Utah? You want to start with Denver? What do you, what do you want to start with? I don't with? think Utah is the craziest thing in the world. I think the only reason the Rockets would be third is he's assuming that there's going to be enough chemistry issues with the Rockets that they're going to stumble the first quarter of the season. And then they might be able to put it together and be the best team in the West or the second best team in the West by the end of the season. But it just the losses they take early are going to hurt them. So that's not a crazy thing to say, although, like, it is really bold. Like, you have to be pretty confident that the Jazz are going to step everything up and Donovan Mitchell is going to really help lead that team. And, of course, Gobert is going to be there for the full season. So not an insane thing. I wouldn't even argue. Okay, so, so that's – that's I thought about that as well. And so that's the conclusion I came to as, as well. I was I thought to myself, you know what? Second seed, that that might not be so crazy because if, if they won – they won 48 games last year with Rudy Gobert only playing 56 games, which is pretty impressive to be honest with you. It is. Donovan Mitchell in the beginning, beginning of the season was a bench player, then slowly became a starter. And then slowly after he became a starter, became like the offensive guy on the team, like came, became the guy where the offense ran through and he was handling the ball and orchestrating it. And so if we're going into another season where everybody on that team 
understands their roles. They understand what, the importance of Donovan Mitchell and what he brings. And they also understand that Rudy Gobert is obviously anchoring the defense and he, and he's more likely, hopefully, will play the entire season. If all, and, and obviously the improvement of Donovan Mitchell as well. If all of that is implied over or under on 55 games, because they won four, uh, they won forty eight last year. I think they could. Yeah, I think they'll pass fifty five. I think they will. Okay. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, I said the same thing as well. So I mean, that's not the craziest. I think that the, no, you, no, you I'm, saw I'm, the Raptors no, no, do no, like fifty nine. I'm, right? I'm about so. to get even crazier. If Donovan Mitchell, and you can throw Rudy Gobert in this conversation as well. If they lead that team to 55 games, we might really have to start having like legit conversations. Don't say MVP. Don't say it. It doesn't have to be MVP. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really have to be MVP, but just where, where we are ranking Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in the NBA. Because I'm going to tell y'all right now, if that team wins more than 55 games, in my opinion, Donovan Mitchell immediately becomes the second best shooting guard in the NBA. Immediately. Who's first, Clay? Stop. And if and if and if <laughs> and if Rudy Gobert obviously leads that team, I th- he should win Defense Player of the Year again, back to back Defense Player of the Years. But I also think we need to start having the conversation of where we're ranking Rudy Gobert like all time, like amongst defensive bigs, like. Matumbo and Ben Wallace, because he's. If you're able to have that much of an impact on the team, I think you crack into that conversation. Because over these, really, it, it just hasn't been this year and next year. Even the year before that, like he was a great defensive piece for them, and he's been really a massive difference maker on that team. And you could clearly tell. So I think we we have to start having different conversations. Fifty five wins to me though seems a bit ambitious. It's, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. It definitely does. But I, I'm not a, a believer of just, oh, well, they won 48 games last year and Donovan Mitchell only averaged 20 points and wasn't a starter. And then Rudy Gobert didn't play the whole season. So if you add them, if you add two to two together, you should get XYZ. I'm, I'm not a, a true believer in that. It, it could make sense. And I'm, I'm willing to be wrong on this, but. It would just be, it'll be really, really impressive if those two players, and obviously great coaching from Quinn Snyder and Quinn Snyder and, um, Brad Stevens, they definitely need to get coach of the year for the next two years. Um, but we, we have to, we would have to start having real conversations because that would be very, very impressive. I agree. Face says, um, <laughs> I just, I just agree with everything. <laughs> Then we get to the Denver Nuggets fourth. Now I'm I'm not hating people. I'm not. I like I like Jokic. I like I like Gary Harris. I like my man Jamal Murray. But fourth? Come on, let's cut the cap. Fourth? Why does he well, I'm confused why he think that they're gonna jump to fourth? Was it the uh I, the IT edition? Was it uh all defensive team IT added to the roster? That's the reason why they're going to be uh the fourth seed. <laughs> I, I, this is the part where like you insert that Stephen A. Stay off the weed meme. It's definitely definitely applicable here. I just I don't know. 
Like the whole like I get that they score, but they scored last year and they still didn't make the playoffs. They had a, they had a, a solid record. I don't know. In my opinion, being fourth in the in the West means that you're going to win fifty to fifty five games. I don't know if that's possible with that team. I just I just don't see it. Um, Jokic would have to take a jump though. Jokic and and Murray would have to take a pretty significant jump as well. They they will both have to take a jump. Um. Everybody else though is fairly reasonable. I think people were also kind of upset that the Blazers were eighth, but the Blazers being eighth isn't that crazy, right? I feel like I feel a lot of people have them down because of their playoff performance, but they did really well during the regular season, man. Like I don't know, I I guess when you look at their team, they don't have a lot on paper, and it's easy to just downplay them every year. The way most usually do with the Raptors, but you can't dispute facts, man. And the facts are they did well last season. And so if they have the same team, you're basically so confident that every other team got way better that you're willing to rank them that low. But but they they, I don't they, know. they did lose Ed Davis, and I know Ed Davis. Some people are gonna be like, oh, it's only Ed Davis. Ed Davis was a solid contributor to that team. Especially coming off the bench, being very active on the boards, I, I, I liked Ed Davis um, last year. Really solid rebounder and a lot of um, energy coming off the bench. And they also, you know, both I think both Dame and CJ, but I'm, I'm pretty sure CJ was vocal about the disbelief of them moving on without Ed Davis. So I I know that that's gonna like kind of put them at a disadvantage. But I think the I think the biggest reason why, and this is again not a knock really on. I don't know. To me, it's not a knock. I mean, they can take out however they want to take it. But last year, with all of the injuries that so many other teams suffered from, the um, Portland Trailblazers, which is still impressive, finished with a record of 49 and 33, 49 wins. The eighth seeded team in the, um, in the playoffs last year. Who was that? That was the, um, who was the AC? That was last the, year. That was the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves yeah, finished with a forty-seven and thirty-five record, so literally two games. So last year, the the the, the third from the eighth seed was literally a Did difference. They really? Yeah. Wait, it was a two the two game difference, two game difference. Huh. So, and that and that's another. So that kind of now kind of brings me to my other point. I know, I know, a lot of y'all gonna be like, "Man, I want the negative low." I, li- I like to be positive from time to time, so I'm being optimistic. <laughs> I'm being optimistic on both sides here. It can legit be eight teams in the West with 50 wins. It can legit be eight teams in the West with 50 wins. And we haven't, out of these eight teams, all eight of them could legit win 50 games. And we haven't even touched on the Spurs, nor have we touched on the Lakers yet. I, that, that could be very possible. Very, very possible. So I, I saw you put out that crazy tweet that people hated you for. About how it wasn't crazy that the Lakers might not make the playoffs, which I think that is crazy though. I don't see it. I don't. I don't see how I can live on a planet where LeBron's on a team that doesn't make it to the playoffs, especially considering he doesn't have like useless pieces the way he did back when he was first drafted to the Cavaliers, like fucking Larry Hughes and Zajunas Ilgalskis, those garbage ass players. Like, they have solid-ass players that I'm sure will progress. But even if they don't, even if they're the exact same players they were last year, I still think that that team, once they figure the things out, like the first quarter of the season, will at least squeeze into the playoffs. And I think that Timberwolves haven't done anything to prove to us that they have improved. 
And I think that Cat and Wiggins will continue to struggle the way they did. And I think that the chemistry between them and Jimmy Butler and the rumors that he wants to leave might heighten. It might even strengthen over the course of the season. So the Timberwolves might have to deal with that, even though Jimmy is Thibodeau's guy. So that will be a weird situation. Do you know if Thibodeau is like the GM and the coach, right? Yeah, but... Or did he lose that responsibility? No, no, you're right about that. And that, that's another... There's a lot of interesting things. I, I wish, I, I really wish that Kevin Durant didn't join the Lakers. Um, I mean, the, um, the Warriors, because if, if Kevin, if Kevin Durant didn't join the Warriors, I think it would just make for a way, way more interesting NBA. But you're right. I mean, if you look at, which is the reason why this is going to be so interesting. If you look at the bottom four teams, Portland, Pelicans, or at least to this, this standings, Portland, Pelicans, um, Thunder, uh, Wolves, and even the Nuggets, you can throw the Nuggets in that conversation as well. Those, you know, four to five teams, they have a lot of questions that they need to, to answer. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the Timberwolves with the whole Jimmy Butler situation, I don't know. Jimmy Butler, if I'm not mistaken, he's on an expiring contract and I'm almost a hundred percent sure he is. And if it's becoming more and more clear that he's going to leave, what are you doing? And furthermore, I, I would, I would go as far as saying this as well. If Jimmy Butler leaves, because I think it's inevitable. I mean, the way that they're talking at this point, it sounds like it's inevitable. If Jimmy Butler leaves and that team goes right back to being trash, we got to get Wiggins out of here. Like it's it's done. And, and all right, let me let me not make make it seem like I'm just hating on Wiggins. We got to get Towns out of here. Like y'all, he has a player option, by the way, the year after. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, this sorry. is basically his last year. Wiggins and Towns. If Jimmy Butler leaves and y'all are trash again, bro, y'all got to get out of here, bro. Y'all, y'all got to get out of here. And, I, and I'll go as far as saying this. The Timberwolves, and, and this is this is very, very important because I need people to stop, like, saying these players are going to be the next XYZ. And this is a story. I'm happy you brought this up. This is a very interesting storyline because the Timberwolves, the way that the Western Conference is starting to shape up now, even if they are a 45 46, 47 win team after Jimmy Butler leaves, they still might not make the playoffs. The Timberwolves might actually continue their stretch, even though they made the playoffs last year. They could go on, they can continue their, this ridiculous stretch of being a non-playoff team with just one year in the middle of them making the playoffs. Because there's nothing that I've really seen, even last year, with Wiggins and Towns that, that tells me that they could actually consistently make the playoffs. Even after Jimmy Butler is off the roster, which it's it's kind of scary, but you know I think that's just the, that's the truth. So I'm I'm happy you brought that up. I don't I don't think that the Timberwolves are this lock, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that really the the Portland Trailblazers, Pelicans, and the Timberwolves, and even the Nuggets. We throw the Nuggets in that conversation as well. I don't think none of them are locks to make the playoffs. So I, yeah, I think it's it's a conversation. That could be had. It seems like you're leaning more so towards the Lakers making the playoffs, though. Yeah, I, I'm definitely. I don't know how you have more confidence. Like, just think about the team LeBron had last year. They did have big names that's, on there. That's, 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 they the East. that's the East. LeBron could lead this team that. to 47 wins and still not make the playoffs. And that's, that just, I think that's how good the West can be this year. Yeah, I feel you. I honestly feel like I'd be disrespected if I was a Laker fan. That is like, geez, at least an eight seed. 
Come on, man. It's LeBron you're talking Look, about. He's not no regular guy. I'm I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker guy. fan, bro. You're talking to one of them. Nah, you a you a Hawks fan. You like you're Chill like a out, bro. Lakers don't fan. don't tell everybody my secret, bro. Treyway, don't tell everybody my secret, bro. <laughs> Cringe. Oh don't don't gosh. tell everybody my secret. Um <laughs> over over or under forty eight wins for the Laker. Lakers. Uh I think they might hit exactly forty eight. Mm. I don't think they'll go over fifty to be honest. Forty eight, forty nine, bro. All right, so if, if the e if the West looking like a fifty win minimum, a fifty win requirement to make the playoffs, that means that man LeBron not making the playoffs. That means the Lakers are not making the playoffs. That's all I gotta say, bro. That's all I gotta say. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if LeBron cannot lead that team to the playoffs, bro, I don't want to hear not a thing, bro. I don't want to hear nothing it else. Is, that is going to be like a slight, man. That's going to be, be that's going to be a yeah. massive slight. That's going to be an outrageously massive slight. Outrageously massive. Um, trying to figure out. I think everybody else we kind of touched upon. Uh, are the Pelicans making the playoffs in your opinion? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I want to say yes yeah so badly, but. I don't know how much carrying Young, like they lost Rondo and Demarcus, man, which is a big. I don't know how much losses. carrying Anthony Davis can do, dude. Like, I don't know. I really want them to, but no, I'm not sure about that team. They did add Julius Randle though, so you're not you're not feeling that. <laughs> I'm, great replacement. Look, bro, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling that, dude. Okay. Um... I agree. I don't think the Pelicans are going to make it. What about the Spurs? We we didn't touch upon the Spurs yet. Um, Spurs making the playoffs with your with your guy Demar Derozan. Are they are they making the playoffs with Derozan on the roster now on the squad? I think they do, man. I don't. I haven't lived. I haven't lived on the planet watching basketball and seeing Greg Pop sit on the sideline come April because his team didn't make the playoffs. I haven't seen it my whole life. I've been alive, man. So. Yeah, I, it's his last season. I'm sure he doesn't want it to go miserably. And I get that everybody thinks DeRozan's such a huge downgrade from Kawhi. <laughs> and he is a downgrade, but is the team is still going to make the playoff. It is so much competition. I just think that the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Trailblazers would be first to drop. And then I would start talking about the other teams. I wouldn't take the Spurs and the Lakers out of the conversation before those three. All right, let, me, let me ask you this. Out of, out of the three... Between the Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Pelicans, who, which team is the worst? I would say, I would say the, uh, I'd say the Nuggets. All right, over. But oh, I think it's close between them and the Timberwolves. Right, okay, over or under forty-five wins for the Nuggets. I think they'll go under this season. Ooh. Hot take. It honestly depends on the role of Isaiah Thomas. No, that's a hot take. Someone's going to have to lose the games if everybody's winning them. And I don't think Denver's going to be the one coming on top. I hope they are because I want Jamal Murray to play well and do well and shit. But I don't know. That team, I don't know what their plan is, bro. They got too many point guards on that team. They need to do something. They need to trade somebody. I don't know what the... I'm so confused by what they're doing, unless they're setting up for a trade that we don't know about. It sounds like you're saying that the Nuggets are going to be one of the more disappointing teams in this upcoming season. 
I don't even think it's disappointing. I agree. I don't expect I, I, much from that I, team. I agree. I agree. Well, for whatever reason, when I said something similar to this last year, everybody was like, oh, you're such a hater. It's like, <laughs> nah, bro. Like, I just, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't even think it's, it's, it's disappointing. I just think that there's so many other better teams in the, in the, um, in, in the West. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that, that, that would be interesting. If they, if they finish off with around 45, wins which i think is a possibility i think many people i think people are overrating their offense and believing that that's a justification for them being bad defensively which it really shouldn't be but i think that's what people are kind of like getting to this point now where they're like oh it's okay if you're you know bad on a on a defensive and as long as you're just scoring which they they are but they're, they're still not they're still not good enough to actually win and the whole Jokic thing to me is kind of interesting as well. I just I don't know if Jokic is taking that next step this upcoming season, so that that's gonna be interesting as well. But I I agree that the Spurs have a better chance of making the playoffs compared to those other three. And I also agree on this that this year is going to be very important for a lot of teams because I, I mean I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty clear at this point that there's going to be at least like you know, 10 to 11 teams in the West that are going to be really trying to push it to make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But, but that also means that, I mean, obviously it, all, all of them are not going to make the playoffs. So that means it's at, at some point in the, in the regular season, somebody's going to have to be like, you know what, man, I fold like how they always do where they're just like, they kind of look at the, they look at their right. They look at their left. They look at their record and they're like, you know, what, we're, we're just going to say, just forget it and just tank it. The team that could do that, and you point this out earlier, is the Timberwolves. Like, the Timberwolves could literally be like, you know what, bro? Jimmy Butler not staying. Towns and Wiggins, they, they low-key trash. We need more help, so we're going to tank it out. I honestly wonder, though, if you are the Portland Trailblazers and you know, like, you're not really going anywhere, how much longer are you willing to do this? Depends how confident they are that they could bring back Jimmy. Because if he leaves, bro, oh, it's a fire sale. Unless they could try and get somebody else, but I don't know. I don't know who would wanna. Who would? Maybe they could try and get Kawhi for next year. I don't know. But I doubt that. It, I don't know why Kawhi would want to go there over the Lakers if he was gonna leave, or the 76ers or something, right? True, 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 true. They're they're in a weird spot, man. I'd like. If I was a player, I honestly wouldn't want to be coached by Thibs. And obviously, I haven't really been coached by him to know what it's really like, but just based off of the trajectory we've seen most people's careers go through after they played with Thibs over an extended period of time, you know, you end up like Luol Dang, and he just put out, he's curious whether he's even going to be a Laker this year, or he's going to get some playing time. He doesn't know what the situation is with LeBron and Ingram on the team, but he's getting paid so much, and he continuously gets injured. He's never consistently healthy. And that was the guy leading the league in minutes per game under Thibodeau for years on end. And then now he's doing the same to Wiggins. And we haven't seen the same development that we were expecting from both him and Cat. Yeah, because if Jimmy leaves, bro, that's the whole situation might crumble. I don't know why once Jimmy leaves, both Wiggins and Cat would want to stick around, right? At that point, the same way Kevin Garnett just stayed with the Timberwolves for way too long. And then he realized, yeah, I got to get the fuck up out of here and win some championships with the Celtics. They're eventually going to want to leave and win somewhere. Especially if uh, Minnesota makes that clear that it's not going to be there with them and they can't build a team around them. 
they got a year right here, man. They got to prove it. Uh, and I hope they do because that team has been bad for a very long time until just recently. So it would suck to be really bad once again after just a few years of did they made they made the playoffs once. It wasn't even like they played really well. They made it one time. Then they got murked by the one seed, right? So it doesn't I don't even know if it really did they win one game. I think they won one game. <laughs> True. Yeah, they won one game against the Rockets. I'll say I'll say it will be interesting just to kind of see, like you said, what's what's next with that team. Because I like what what do you do? Because like you've they've kind of built their identity even after the years of Jimmy Butler around the idea that Towns and Wiggins are good enough to actually lead them to something of, of, of some importance. And it is interesting to kind of see all of these young teams that are emerging in the NBA and Towns and Wiggins, they actually have the talent, the veteran talent, Towns and Wiggins, they actually have the veteran talent around them to put them in a situation to succeed. And, and they haven't really, I know it's only been one year, so I'm not trying to like overreact too much, but this whole, this whole idea that Jimmy Butler was going to be there for the long term, that, that was only, uh, we're, we're banking on this idea and it hasn't really worked out for them. And who knows why it hasn't, but you know, if, if they, if they lose Butler, I'm not saying they're going to be in a terrible position, but it will, they will. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can definitely say that, but it, it will, it will have me questioning again, like I said it before about Towns and Wiggins, but especially also if, if the Suns, and I'm not saying that this year the Suns will be in that conversation because I don't think they will be, but if, if the Suns will start to emerge because they have the young pieces that they need, and then that's another young team that could be up and coming. And you know, I just, it's just that it, it's going to be interesting. And another thing about the, the, the Western Conference, the Warriors, in my opinion, don't, they don't feel like they're going to, dr- they're going to drop off anytime soon. The Jazz are not going to fall off anytime soon. I think the Thunder, now that they have Paul George on that team, they're going to be relevant for another three or four more years. The Lakers, they, they still have uh, another, at least three years with LeBron being there. And if they get Kawhi, obviously that gets extended as well. So it's, it's not like teams are going to fall off. It's not like it's a late 2010s, right? Where like, you're kind of expecting only one or two more good years from the Lakers and the Mavs. And then after that, because Kobe and Dirk started to fall off pretty significantly, then that, that kind of opens up the door for another two spots in the playoffs. Like that's not happening. Like four or five, four to five, maybe six of these teams that are in the playoffs now more likely will still be in the playoffs. And so if you're not able to take advantage of the, the window of opportunity that you have, if you're the Timberwolves or in that go, same thing goes with like the Portland Trailblazers and the Pelicans for that matter. If you're not able to take advantage of that window, then like you're, you're kind of in a situation to where you're not really doing much. And I know everybody keeps like hinting to the idea of them trading away Anthony Davis, but like, I don't know what the Pelicans are doing. Like you, they just, they lost DeMarcus. I know it was an unfortunate situation, but you lost DeMarcus. Give, give him, give him time, bro. I don't think they expect. We keep, but DeMarcus. we keep, we yeah. keep giving them time. And again, I'm not saying that no, it has to be this they year. They just lost DeMarcus. They've had like one month. So what are they doing? Make, they don't have, do they don't, they don't have an, enough cap room to add anyone of significance. They, they, they're going to run a I lineup think, of, of who? Who they run a lineup with? Just wait till the trade deadline. If they don't make a move then, then you can start to begin to ask that question. Or even just wait till next offseason. They gotta at least have a year to recover from a massive superstar leaving their team. 
especially one that was injured that you expected to return. Considering they gave him a two-year, twenty million dollar offer. I mean, two-year, forty million dollar offer. So I kind of got off track. Like, I, was, I was really talking about, um, yeah, AD might have to be traded as well. But really, I, I was kind of pushing to the whole Dame might have to get traded. That's where I was kind of going with this. I, I demand a trade if I was him. But he's not demanding it. Yo, Dame and uh, Kimba. I don't know, like what y'all been seeing in the past, like year and a half to two years, that makes you believe that being loyal to your franchises are really going to help you on the long haul. But it's 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 not. Like in the long run, now, it's I don't not, think they're bro. loyal. I just think they haven't because Kemba's I, Kemba was uh, just a couple weeks ago was saying that uh, he would be open to the idea of playing in New York, like people, because people keep asking him, reporters keep asking him. And he said that, oh, I don't think it's a possibility, but he's not saying, at no point did he say, I'm not playing in that garbage ass city. Like, I think he wants to be in New York. And who knows? I don't but know his mind but really. But he's also saying, I know, like, there's con- um, conflicting, you know, statements and stuff like that. But, like, he's also said that, like, he wanted to p- play in um, Charlotte for his entire career. He's also said that as well. Everybody says that. I, That's yeah, like, I, I get it. I, I know. To, I know it's conflicting, you know, arguments there. It's not that it's conflicting. It's that they pigeonhole him into asking. If if somebody comes up to you and if if you're Kyle Lowry, they ask you, "Are you playing with Toronto your whole career?" You're gonna say, "Yeah." You're not gonna say, "Oh, well, I'm not sure," because then the fans Why are gonna not? look like, "Oh, he doesn't want to be here." Yo, because the fans are gonna be like, "Yo, we don't trust it. this guy you know, no more." It, it, you know, NBA players need to say, "Man, look, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm still weighing out my options. We're gonna figure out what we're gonna do this no, year." No, no, that most de- that's basically saying you want to quit. You want to leave that team? No. Why would you ever? No, that, no that's easy you know, to you know, say you know, that's, that low. You, know, you know, this is what I'll say. I'll say, um, if Kyle, if you Kyle Lowry, I'll be like, man, it really depends on what Masai is going to do, man. If, if Masai is bringing the talent, I'm gonna stay. If you don't, I'm out. No, and you put you don't say you that, put, bro. You put the pressure. It's you put easy the pressure for you to sit Masai. here and say that, but if you're an NBA player, you're not gonna tell the city that you've been playing for that you probably love playing for that. I'm thinking about quitting if this and this doesn't happen. Why, you don't why, tell them why, that. Why, wouldn't, just, why wouldn't Kyle Lowry say that? If Kyle Lowry just saw, and I, I'm I'm kind of joking, but if Kyle Lowry just saw this man Masai just straight up told Demar like, "Bro, you want bringing the goods, so we trading you." If I'm Kyle Lowry, I'm telling Masai like, "Yo, it's not about not, the management. It's about the fans, bro. Uh, bro like the look, fans that bro. buy his jerseys, Yo, and the people that love the, fans the people that there? buy hundreds of dollars of tickets and these expensive ass Toronto tickets just to see the guy play. And then now you're telling them that you're not even committed to the city. Like I get that and management then, but is DeMar, trustworthy. Demar Rosen told them that he is committed. And he's not there no more. I get that. All right, but people damn, also. Bro. That's why people still love DeRozan even after he left. That's what people are sad. Oh, They're they gonna, they gonna love like, me regardless. I'm Kyle Lowry. Did you see bro. the way Vince left? Nobody was happy with the way Vince look, left, bro. Because y'all gonna love me anyway. It was I'm Kyle Lowry. He's done already. Uh no. It's easy to say it like this, bro. But when you're an actual player and you're in the thick of things, you're just gonna agree. So I don't. I don't even ever take a statement like that where someone's like, "I'm gonna stay here my whole career." I don't ever take that shit serious ever. That's just. There's no other way to respond if you're a logical NBA player. All I know is this: If you're Dame and you're Kimba, look to be traded by the deadline. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't even look for it. Beg for ex- it. You, ex- need, you ex- need to go. Expect to be. I mean, because it just. Because again, if you're Portland, and not to say that this is going to happen, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if you're underachieving, which crazy enough could be on pace to win 45 games. If you're underachieving. 
if you're poorly, it just doesn't make any sense to keep doing this. It just doesn't. Cause y'all, y'all are not getting better. So trade Dane, not to the Lakers cause he's too inconsistent in the playoffs, but just trade Dane. Trade him. We want him. We'll take him. <laughs> who, who will want Dane? Trade him to the Knicks. That would be hard. The Knicks aren't the only team that want a good point. I know, but that would, that would be hard. Damian Porzingis with Kevin Knox? Ugh. That's saucy. He said with Kevin Knox, like he's an 85 overall that proved himself. Bro, he's an 80. He's a, <laughs> bro, he's an 87. Chill out, bro. Chill, chill. Oh, chill. totally, man. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was, that's all I really want to talk about this podcast. <laughs> This is standings. Right, the man. standings, bro. This 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 is the perfect length. I like this length. This is a good length, right? Everybody here. on on Twitter saying that you don't know what you're talking about. And they want it longer. Pause. I mean, if I tell if I drop a 30 minute video on YouTube and I ask them, do you want it to be longer? They're all gonna say yeah. I'm just saying YouTube, it's, it's YouTube it's is not to, a. I mean, come on, YouTube. That's not I'm, that's not 30. I'm just minute. saying to say that it's the same, bro. Everybody always wants more content, but it's like, you know, like I could. I could definitely think of plenty of things I'm doing that's an hour long, like going to the gym or cooking, where I could just like run a podcast and listen to a podcast. And I can't think of many things where I'm doing for two hours and I can listen to a podcast, you know, or an hour and forty minutes. I'll so say, just but like, not only that, I'll, I'll say this: like it's it's in the we're in the middle of the um, off season. People ain't really much to talk too. about. Not too. Ain't really much. But before we go, I, I do want to. I know you you not really prepared for this. But I'm gonna tell you who I think gonna miss the playoffs. Now I'm be I'm gonna be brutally honest with this. Now I'm, be, I'm gonna be honest. The Portland Trailblazers, y'all not making the playoffs, cause Pelicans, y'all not making the playoffs either. I tell that back. You know Pelicans, yeah, y'all not <laughs> get the fuck out of here. The Nuggets, I don't think they making the playoffs again. And I don't think it really has anything to do with the Nuggets. I just think that. It's just, it's just gonna be tough making the um playoffs. I just think, I think that's um, think is how it's gonna be. I think the Lakers are. Go- I- Do you think it'd be fair if there was only five playoff spots in the East and then they added like eleven? They in the just West? need, they just need to get fair. rid of conferences. I'm, I just, uh, we just, we keep getting <laughs> to this. They need to get rid of conferences. The the Lakers and the Spurs, I think, will still make the playoffs. But I'm happy you you brought it up because it's a very interesting, a very interesting topic. Cause nobody's really not, nobody's really not talking about it, but the whole like Jimmy Butler thing, that's, that's vastly interesting. Like I don't, I don't know how people are casually overlooking that to the point where I might, I might make a video on it and I'm not going to cut you off no bread or nothing like that, but low key, nice idea. Well, like that, damn bro. That Jimmy, See, I, I make your channel, oh man. It's God. all my shit, right? You, you always, your best videos are the ones where you got ideas for me, bro. That's just facts, man. Um, Oh yeah, we and one one more last thing. Are the Cavs making the playoffs? Is Kevin Love good enough to lead that team to the playoffs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cavs are better without LeBron than Detroit is healthy. <laughs> wow. So so Detroit's still not making the playoffs. That's what you're telling me? Yeah, man. I guess that's how it's gonna be, bro. I'd rather take Kevin Love than Blake, you know? And I'd rather have that whole Cleveland team. Even with like I we don't know what happened with JR and the rumors with him being traded to Houston. You know, Cleveland might pick up Ryan Anderson for whatever reason. Don't know why. I don't know. If they're not trying to tank, then Cleveland. They might actually try and tank, so I'm not sure. Very true. Really very, very true. 
Um, and, he, and also with that being said, I know I don't want to make it too long because you know you get you get a little irritated, even though you're not you never edit the podcast like you really care. But why you acting like you got to make bare well, edits, bro, my that guy? Shit be, that should be dragging <laughs> me. Um, do you listen the whole thing? You just I have listen, to sink it in the beginning and lie, then render no, the shit. There's a few times where I would like kind of like try to sync it up and I'm trying to listen to it a little bit to try to figure out if it's synced up correctly and then I'm listening I'm listening I'm like oh man this is a really good podcast <laughs> and then, so I just I just keep listening <laughs> but yeah, there could be a lot of players that, that might get traded like Jimmy Butler Kevin Love Damian Lillard there might be a lot of players moved around in the um in the middle of the season just because teams have to move in a different direction but um, I think I think that's it, man. I think I think that's all I got. My player of the podcast is Sonic Fox, low. I don't know if you caught Evo this year. Not only did dude place third at Injustice Two, I fucking hate that game. Too much projectiles. Which it was really impressive. He's one of the most iconic fighting game players. But the dude pulled up in a full on suit with a massive ass mask or like a headpiece, dressed up like a fox, and then won the Dragon Ball Z. He placed first in Dragon Ball Z and got third in Injustice. That is the equivalent of like making the finals in the NBA and then winning the Super Bowl. Literally blew my mind. They pulled like 230,000 live on Twitch. Uh, and then I know Injustice didn't do nearly as much, but literally probably one of the greatest fighting game players of all time. Uh, and he's trending on Twitter right now. That dude is on. Oh, my God. Technically, esports is a sport. Or did I just start a war by saying that? I'd put it. He's my player of the game, bro. He was on fire today. My my player of the pod, not player of the game, head ass. Uh, you call this YouTube to start. Like, <laughs> don't talk. My my player of the pod is Bismack Biombo. Uh, the reason for this is because just a quick fun fact for everybody out there. Back in the 2011-2012 season, when the Charlotte Bobcats had a record of seven and fifty nine, he led that team in rebounding. With 5.8 rebounds a game. Are you lying? Dead ass series. So, shout out to Bismack Biombo for leading a trash team in uh, rebounds. Shout out to Shelvin Mack. Last year he led the, um, Orlando Magic in assists. I think with like, like five assists or something, some ridiculously low number. Shout out to Orlando for. I think that doesn't include Alfred Payton though, cause he probably had the most. Shout out to Orlando for still not having a, um, a starting point guard. They'll draft someone. Oh, I'll tell it back. Tell it back. Yeah. Eventually. After, uh, Alfred Payton, which you write here at 6.3, Shelvin Mack led that team in assists with 3.9. So shout out to Shelvin Mack. 3.9. Wow. Shout out, shout out to Shelvin Mack. Shout out to Bismack Biombo. Shout out to all the trash teams out there, bro. Any, any, any uh, any, uh, closing statements, bro? Uh, shout out to MB, bro. He's embracing being African. Yeah, it's it's nice to see. He was out there. I don't know. I don't know if you caught all the news with MB representing Africa in the game or whatever. But I saw him get. Yeah, I saw, him, I saw him get bit by a lion. What? I didn't see that. I have to see that later. Yeah, he got he got bit <laughs> by a lion. And he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to like startle the lion or anything like that. So he just like took it like a man. Pause. 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 Was it a baby, my guy? You can't just take a regular lion oh, bite I mean, like a man. On. I, come on. Come on, agent. Obviously, it was a baby. Come on now. What? I mean, you didn't you didn't make that clear in your description. My, 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 guy. my bad. My bad. He got bit by a baby lion. 
Look, I just, I just. Oh, that is the cutest thing ever. That is not a lion, either, by the way. Was that a? Uh, that looks. Uh, that looks like a tiger. It's not. A, it has no stripes. Actually, yeah, it's actually just shaven. Never mind. I don't know. I've never seen a lion shaven before. That looks weird. They need to set that lion free. <laughs> oh, wow. That does not look like Simba, man. What the hell? He's biting know. the hell out of his arm, too. Oh, yeah, he is, bro. <laughs> oh, Embiid is the coolest guy, man. I'd love to just chill and talk with Embiid for like... Can you imagine if we got Embiid on the podcast? Yeah, we need to get so big on the pod, though, in this whole podcast scene. Hey, we need y'all to drop these five-star ratings as soon as fucking possible, man. Because I'm trying to get Embiid on here. I'm trying to get... Uh, Kobe doesn't do shit, but I know Embiid might. Kobe never talks to media, except like every once in a while on ESPN. That's about it. Yeah, that's my new goal with the podcast, Lo. Let's get it. Anyway, with that being said, people, we'll see you all next time. Peace!